and welcome to the Independent Music Podcast, the weekly podcast celebrating great music, independent record labels, and interesting sounds from around the world. Hosted by me, Gareth Main. And me, Anthony Chalmers.
welcome to the Independent Music Podcast. Usually we start with something quite boisterous and then, well, whenever I play the first song, I'm always quite boisterous. Hello! Where's the theory about the banging opener to get everyone's attention? So, we, I was actually uh, watching High Fidelity last night and he talks in that, to, oh, in the book, to some extent, he talks about sort of the art of putting together a mixtape and it's always like, start with a banger then have another one, then sort of calm it down because you don't want to blow your wad too early. If you said wad, I'd have said load, being a sort of <laughs> British vernacular. Um, but yeah. Uh, well, so it's the same it's for a band set list, isn't it? Like if you want to do a good set list for a band, it's like start with something that people know and they really like and also that's quite easy for the sound man to not make your sound shit. And then by the time the sound man's getting going, you can play your weird ones in the middle and then end with the bangers. That's the theory. That's it. So we're experimenting now, is uh, playing, starting with uh, the exceptional Griff Reese and the title track from his uh, soundtrack album, uh, the uh, brilliant uh, "Set Fire to the Stars." It's um, coming out on the twenty, no, the thirtieth of September, uh, through Twisted Nerve Records, which is a Finders Keepers imprint. Uh, Finders Keepers fantastic uh, record label do a whole heap of stuff that we've played fairly frequently on this show and yeah this is the latest on them apparently he is recording a new album properly that's due to come out next year and he's got a real proper solid back catalogue of work now it's oh, great on his loads. own super fairies are touring again regularly now as well well they're now starting to reissue all their sort of back catalogue stuff on vinyl so fuzzy logic's coming out they're on doing like a fuzzy soon. logic tour did you see that like fuzzy logic and another album radiator remember. that's the one yeah, Super Furry's fan over here. That's <laughs> yeah, and everything I know about Super Furry Animals is from seeing them once with Gareth yeah. and they're jumping around a bit and listening to a couple of singles. Yeah, his, uh, <laughs> yeah, but his like solo stuff is much better than sort of later day Super Furries. So Super Furries are one of these bands who have fans who just absolutely love everything. They can't do anything wrong, but their last like one or two albums were just not up to their standards. But Griff's solo work is... You know, never unf- it never fails to be anything short of exceptional. I want to play someone whose solo work is also exceptional. It's a guy that both me and Gareth saw in Portugal a couple of weeks back. It's a guy called Geica, South London, sort of mixing grime, uh, dance hall, experimental electronics. Uh, we've played him here on the podcast before, I think. That's right. Isn't it? it is. But, yeah. um, Security, was that his mixtape? I think that's the one. Anyway, he's now, uh, we mentioned actually on the podcast that he'd signed to Warp and then that we weren't supposed to say anything. And finally, six months later, it's actually announced that he has signed to Warp Records. And this is a new track from him. It's called 3D. Oh, 
say it again I don't think there's anyone who really sounds like Geico right now um, yeah, the, I love what he's doing yeah the quieter say he's uh, fast emerging as a particular, particularly exciting voice in UK music and it's hard to disagree yeah the sh- set that we saw him play in Milioista Festa in Portugal as well was also it, I don't know it was just so well put together so well thought out so well performed it was just it was like how to do like a live electronic set it was brilliant. It was like accessible to pop people, but it was weird. It was heavy. It was experimental. I thought it was most excellent. I thought I was kind of blown away when he came out with the bug. So the night before he played with the bug, and I was, was completely just... and totally munted. So I do recall that he came out with the bug. You remember that as a factual thing yeah, that might have happened. I don't but, know, but but as, sort of lost the plot by about them. As someone who was level-headed as he always is, I can tell you mm-hmm. it was exceptional. Oh, thanks. That's it. Um, do you want to hear what has been entertaining me this week? What's what, been entertaining this week, guys? Uh, I'm going to play this song, and this is what's been entertaining me oh, this right. week. I thought it was going to be an anecdote. No, no, no. This has been the sounds of me walking down the street and people of London sort of looking at me in a strange way. This is, this is music to sort of break your fingers to. 
um, as I want to do when I get too excited in public places <laughs> over music. Was you just like punching the ceiling of the bus? Yeah, that's it. So that's it. Yeah, it's always inanimate objects rather than people. All right, well, uh, let's see what you got then. That'll do. 
Love that Wrong Tom remix of General Levy, the inimitable General Levy. Uh, the track is called Incredible. And it's uh, from a couple of years ago, that remix, but it's just appeared again on the In A Nice Up fashion uh, compilation on Nice Up Records. It's essentially um, loads of 80s British reggae remixed by contemporary sort of dancehall dub and jungle producers. And that's the sort of thing that's coming out of it. It's an incredible compilation uh, of incredible music from an incredible time in British reggae history. Yeah, General Levy joins the long canon of uh, reggae and dancehall MCs who do silly sounds to like make themselves recognisable. Yeah, it's absolutely incredible. No idea how any of them make those sorts of uh, uh, noises. Oh, it can't, can't be that hard, right? I think, uh, you could, I think you could do that. Well, not, not like the overall MC, but I think you could make the sound. Well, me and you every week showcase silly sounds on the Independent <laughs> Music Podcast of us just talking our usual nonsense. But I was at a uh, book launch on Saturday night uh, in Brixton. It was uh, Asher Senator, who we've played on the podcast a couple of times. He's written a book about his life and his friendship with Smiley Culture, who died, oh, what, about 10 years ago now. And it was, you know, there's... I haven't read the book yet, but the bits he was reading, it was sort of talking about a lot of what the scene was like at that time and the mu- musicians, the DJs and MCs. If you're not familiar, Smiley Culture is sort of the first sort of reggae, English reggae musician to have a UK number one um, and was a exactly a huge name in the London reggae scene in the 80s. So yeah, so it was really nice because there was loads of sort of contemporaries in the room at the same time. So there's obviously still quite a uh, close-knit group uh, around that sort of music and it was a really great day and really looking forward to reading the book it's called smiley and me if you want to pick it up cool something uh, other end of the spectrum here we're going to do play you some sort of experimental guitar and drums music on trestle records uh, featuring uh, it's an album from leo abrams he's a producer a musician worked with loads and loads of people i know he's producing the new st vincent record right now um he did a record with um Oh, God, I've forgotten the name. I put him on in London. It was Seb Rochford. David Coulter is the guy I'm looking for. He was He's a, he's known as a ex-member of... Uh, he's played with uh, Tom Waits. He's a member of the Pogues. He's a founding member of Test Department. Uh, about as good musical CV as you've ever heard for us, as well as a world-class musical saw player, which is... I mean, when you put all those things together... Well, I said the last one's the topper, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? He's nothing without that, without the uh, <laughs> saw playing... <laughs> and this is so that was a release on Trestle Records, and now they decided to release um, a record just for Leo and his collaboration with drummer Chris Vatalaro. So this is um, the fifth track on the album. I can't quite see what it's called, but it's under there's A five.
Gasfeth had completely different impressions of that. Like, I, it was three minutes long, and I felt like it was about a minute, and Gasfeth was about ten minutes. Uh, well, yeah, maybe <laughs> uh, maybe not quite that. I thought, I thought it seemed to last a long time, but not like in a negative way, just because it was so dense. And <laughs> so, I don't mean that in a negative way either. It says here on the press release, raw, distorted, and still strangely intimate. The record continuously challenges expectation. So is it uh, Leo Abrahams and Chris Vatalero? Is it just under those two names or is there a moniker for it? Well, it says here, A Moral Avatar. So that's either the name of the artist or the name of the album. It's hard to tell, really. What do you reckon? Yeah, it is. Well, <laughs> you're the one that supplied it. So uh, I suspect I suspect it's uh, the name of the album and it's just those two guys. You'd yeah. have thought that would be missing, though, from a press release. Yeah, important data there. Um, yeah, well, it's all 18 improvised tracks. It's released by Trestle Records and the release date is the 7th of October 2016. And I think this could be the... First place in the world that you'll have a chance to hear that. So if that's your kind of thing, then cool. I've got something now from a Italian sort of, uh, Italian producer called Jolly Mare. Uh, he's just released a record a couple of weeks back now on a Brooklyn label called Bastard Jazz. Bastard Jazz I came across uh, through Jatari, uh, essentially. They released some of the Jatari uh, Rhythm Force sort of early sevens before Jatari, which is a... Yeah, uh, I have one of them. I was like, where do I know that from? Yeah, I've got one seven-inch yeah, Jatari Rhythm Force. It'll be Farmer in the Sky, I imagine. But now they release lots of records that aren't really like that... Um, and this one isn't really like that either. Uh, this is uh, Jolly Mare, and the track is called Hotel Riviera.
So it's something that really sort of speaks to me on a number of levels, that track. It's uh, Jolly Mare. The track is called Hotel Riviera. features uh, Lucia Manca, and it's from a double LP called Mechanics. It's his debut. It's out right now on Bastard Jazz. Oh, yeah, I'm not sure I really liked it, but I did think it was it was unusual. Like that sort of like sort of dub beat thing with this Italian sort of pop vocals nearly. Yeah. It's so weird. It's sort of got like sort of uh, sort of new disco sort of tones in there as well and dub and sort of loads of stuff. It's like uh, the album is really varied in ways. It's like a typical debut album from uh, someone who uh, sort of works with a lot of different influences and different people and it's so in terms of it's a little bit all over the place do you know what I mean sure. like for a debut uh, so I think it could get more refined over time uh, the a chap Jolly Mayer he's actually called Fabrizio uh, Martina uh, he's a P- he's a PhD in uh, vibra- uh, vibration dynamics good thing to, if you want to like play dub I guess yeah and he's a, he's a graduate of Red Bull Music Academy so somewhere where Lots of great musicians are found. If you ever want to listen to more sort of radio shows and things like that, Red Bull Music Academy Radio is a good place to go. They are pouring their money into some music. Well, they've got to do something, don't yeah, they? With, in between... their, with their squillions of pounds of marketing yeah. budget. Who buys that shit? It's great. I mean, I tell you what, though, you know, if you're going to make absolutely shitloads of money and you want to put your money into something, I'd say thank you very much. People jumping from space yeah. and people making music. <laughs> Those two things and Formula One and all the rest. Like I, it bewilders me. The Red Bull Air Show. They do that for like flying, sort of like racing, flying. Yeah, they do. It? That's it. Uh, content marketing, I think. Maybe they can that. give us some money. Wow, well, we'll, 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 we'll talk about Red B- Bull business once, plan. once a month. This yeah. is the first, they've already given us money. That's this it. is the first one in the thing. This is it. We're secretly doing this sponsored no, content. It's fine to say that I'll happily take drugs I found on the floor. I won't drink Red Bull because I think it's poisonous. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so literally something found on the floor and the money's gone. They, they've got like some sort of marketing God guy. damn going, it. Yes, and the money's gone. And it's gone. And it's gone. Um, so yeah, uh, last bit on Jolly Mare. He also worked, he's worked with Roy Ayres, uh, and also with Thundercat as well, for so two names that you will have heard, presumably. Nice. Well, a couple of days ago, sort of as we were recording this podcast, I did a show in London with Dutch band DX. They're sort of an anarchist punk band from the late 70s and 80s. And coming into the 90s, um, they have worked with a lot of musicians from Ethiopia, Kenya and Ghana, released on their label, collaborations with them. And they've done a lot of interesting music. Every time I do a show with them, I try to pick up just some records from their merch table because they've got what's essentially like a small record shop's worth of stuff there. Um, every time I do, I what I get is absolute gold. And this time was no exception. So it's a collaboration with Ethiopian saxophonist Geta Chumakuria uh, playing with the ex and friends. It came out in 2012, but it was new to me. And this track's called Aha Gerawo.
definitely one of the some of the best music I've heard in the last couple of weeks. It's Getachu Makuria with the X and Friends, and it's Aha Gedawo. It came out on in 2012 on the album Yan Basul Tezeta. Really so, quite happy with my pronunciation. Yeah, I was just about to say, like, as soon as that track started and, and the mic was off, Ant was just like, get in with the pronunciation. <laughs> yeah, because I hadn't, I hadn't actually tried that. And any regular listeners knows that me and Gareth both normally completely butcher that sort of thing. But it just, it worked. Yeah, everything just seems to be going well this week, doesn't <laughs> Every, it? Everything's come together. So it's a double vinyl gatefold, like a 40-page booklet. The first, best I can tell, because I only got it two days ago, I haven't had a chance to read the whole thing. The first album of which that one's from seems to be a studio record of the X and Friends with uh, Get At You. And the second record seems like a live recordings from sort of jazz shows in Ethiopia. Both of them are brilliant in their own way. Yeah, so the X were, well, oh, sorry, a punk band from, like, the UK? No, no, from yeah. Holland. So, see, I know nothing, so I'm going the from X, the no, naive the, listener. No, the X, the X are a, a Dutch punk band formed in 1979, uh, sort of, like, squat-playing, uh, radically left, sort of um, politically active punk band, sort of gone through many member changes and stuff, but the same lineup now has been together more or less since the early 90s. And, uh, yeah, really dancey as well as, you know, quite punky, fantastic band. Yeah, because it's not what you'd expect from a punk band, is it? That they would sort of uh, collaborate with uh, Ethiopian and African musicians and stuff like that. It's not really, the it doesn't really fit with the stereotypical sort of punk band. Yeah, but they're they're a band who, yeah, have done all sorts of stuff, especially like the two members, one, one releasing records mainly from Ethiopian and the other one sort of mainly Kenya and Ghana and uh, collaborations and stuff like that. It's well, well worth checking out. The X, fantastic band. Cool. Well, I've got some uh, sort of ambient, new disco, sort of down-tempo stuff from Switzerland now. Uh, this is Sounds of Johnny Sender, and the track is called Zhivago Zhivago.
So there you go, that's a large chunk of Zhivago Zhivago by Johnny Sender. It's uh, actually uh, 10 minutes long is the track in total. It's uh, taken from a 12-inch that's out on Codec Records, a Swiss record label. And yeah, I just came across that. I was uh, doing a little bit of record shopping at Phonica Records uh, here in London, uh, looking for a couple of other records. I was looking for Carriage. Uh, record Fatal Light Attraction that's the one yeah, uh, which we put on the podcast months and months and months ago and I was putting so you may long time listeners may remember the Dead Albatross Prize it's a alternative oh, they the emailed mo- us about them this year's they have I've, yeah I saw it but then I didn't open it and then opened it and it lost my emails I need to get on that so yeah so we, uh, me and Anthony are amongst the many 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 sort of musical people who uh, help nominate albums for the Dead Albatross Prize and then not, uh, vote on the winner as well it's an alternative to the Mercury's, it has I'm more... I'm really of, happy with the Mercury's this year. They're, they're I, don't, okay. I, don't, I don't want to get behind any alternative. They're fine. But it's got Skepta and it's got Comet is Coming. It's good enough for me. Yeah, it's also got the 1975 or some shit. Ah, it's though. got a Nahi though, like Anthony Johnson's yeah. his thing. That, that, I listened to that record since then, it's brilliant. It is brilliant. Uh, previous winner, of course, of the Mercury's. Oh, of course. But He's never going to win again, is he? Well, I could do this time. Has there been a two-time winner? Uh, yes, PJ Harvey. Ah, good, good, uh, good trivia. At, so, for someone who moan, uh, people who know me know I really dislike Mercury Prize and any music prize that requires people to pay to enter it. Uh, but yeah, for someone who dislikes the Mercury, I have good, good knowledge of it. But anyway, to the point I was making, uh, the Dead Albatross Prize. They so they emailed the other day asking for like nominations and things like that so I was getting through a couple of the old records and stuff that I've been listening to a lot over the last year and the carriage one came up because like, you Anthony Chalmers put it on the podcast it's a really good record it is and I realised I hadn't bought it so went to Fonica to pick it up and then thought, well, what else can I pick up while I'm here? Because, you know, vinyl records is the only time that money just goes out the window. And so, yeah. You ended up with that one. Ended up with that one. Nice. And you yeah, can I too. really think that, um, yeah, there's just a, a world of house and techno that gets released really amazing stuff that never makes it to this podcast. And I definitely, I've got it in my things to do to, um, yeah, to find a little bit more about that. Oh, is that your task for not next week but the week after yeah well it's one of those things i've been i've been telling it to myself for about a year and i've made absolutely no effort so far so maybe saying it on the podcast now forced me to do it yeah i remember a couple of months back we're like we're gonna find out what young people are listening to and that i think that might have failed yeah (laughs) or we're gonna find out about like new indie guitar music yeah, and they're not really done too much of that. No. So in that spirit, I'm going to play you some experimental dance hall uh, from Equinox. It's no, how e- to excite e- me. Equinox. It's sort of that's it's sort of marketed as experimental dance hall, but it's not. It's not that. It's not that dance hall. It's Jamaican anyway. It's Jamaican duo released on Dem Dykstra's DDS uh, label. Their debut album is called Bird Sound Power. Great name. Yeah, it's out now, and uh, came out a month ago, and uh, yep, and it's uh, called. A rabbit spoke to me when I woke up.
as the sounds of equi- equiquinox. After your great, pronunci- uh, after your great pronunciation, yeah. it's, like, it's equinox basically, but just sort of written a bit differently. With a cheeky case <laughs> shoved in the middle. Of yeah, it. and a double X. It's called "A Rabbit Spoke to Me When I Woke Up." It's uh, from Jamaica. It's out now on Demdike Stairs uh, DDS Records, and I think they're going to be coming to London in October for a show with some other experimental music luminaries, um, including Demdike Stairs. It's not announced yet, but if that's your kind of thing, keep your ears open. Yeah, not going to lie, mate, I thought that was cracking. Yeah, and any excuse for me to play anything remotely dancehall related is always going to get your get your excitement up. Well, yeah, definitely. Well, it's always a little bit more experimental, whereas I'm more on the traditional sort of amazingness. Bring, of the, bring the party bangers. That's it. So, uh, speaking of bringing the party bangers, uh, I've got something from a label we haven't played for a long, long time, which is uh, Cultures of Soul, a uh, great uh, US sort of soul and disco and funk and sort of music label. They've got a compilation coming out in September, September the 23rd, called Boogie Breakdown South African Synth Disco. Like the sound of that. Sounds good. Yeah. So uh, this is a track from it. This is a band called Harari and the track is called Party. Rocking, 
So that's Harari, the track is called Party. Uh, I don't know why I put that weird pronunciation on it, but... Uh, party. Party, that's uh, what I'm in the mood for, obviously. I, say, I always really like it in the podcast when there's a sort of disco tune or a party funk one somewhere in there. I feel as it raises the mood all round. <laughs> yeah, slipping in there just towards the end of the podcast. It's uh, uh, from Cultures of Soul. It's taken from a compilation called Boogie Breakdown, South African Synth Disco. It's a load of uh, sort of synth music from late 70s, early 80s, that sort of era, where, you know, the... Uh, South African sort of country was under sort of country, uh, was on UN sanctioned con- cultural boycotts. I put my teeth That's back the in. That's word, word yeah. to get out there. You know, obviously get a very uh, dark... horrendously racist, awful people. Yeah, exactly. It's obviously a very dark time in uh, humanity's history. And so it means a lot of the music from that period was sort of lost on a uh, wider world audience so yes it's now being reissued yeah so really looking forward to digging into the rest of the compilation uh yeah so that's that cool that's about all we've got time for thank you very much um for listening to this week's podcast we really appreciate it last week week before last the week before last we've had our highest ever listens for um a show which we just can't believe it basically we so uh thanks for listening yeah so thank you very much for listening you know we don't know who you are but we know that you're there <laughs> so um if you enjoy the podcast feel free to spread it around to let your friends know and if you're not a subscriber you can subscribe on itunes pocket casts acasts and all the rest gonna leave you with a relatively new release on regularly paid record label ninja tune um, it's actually on a, a subsidiary of Ninja Tune, if I'm honest, Technicolor, but more or less practically it's part of Ninja. It's um, US producer Hieroglyphic Being, um, and it's going to be the second track of his album. It's called Sepulchral Offerings. Mm-hmm.